You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. All right, Michael, so I'm going to hit record here. Give me a second. Michael. Andre, I think we need some theme music for this particular podcast that we're doing. Like, I mean, we do the Stump the Chump, and it's always the same theme music, but... You're the musician. Why don't you get in there and create us a nice theme song for these Stump the Chump ones? You know, like a game show thing. I'll see what I can do. I, I, I don't like these podcasts. I feel like the title of the podcast is Let's Make Andre Look Stupid. Aww. Well, we, we, have, uh, we have Day. We can make him look, him stupid, look stupid, too. Stupid. Yeah. yeah again. So I noticed how we're doing Stump the Chump and you didn't bring Spittoon, so this really feels like the Russian roulette edition oh, of jumping. this. Well, you know what? You have that beer can, so you can <laughs> spit right into your beer can. Uh, uh, would you like me to go get spittoons? Would that make you all happy? I think we need a spittoon, okay, especially so. if you've got something from Kentucky in the fridge. No, I've got oh, really? Kentucky. I've had that before, but I will go and I'll be back in a second. All right. All right. Spittoons acquired. Spittoons, so it's, uh, okay, we're all ready to go. It's a little bit less Russian roulette now. Uh, see, I like the Russian roulette part of it. But so spittoons are uh, are acquired. Glass. Everybody's got the same glass. Did so. you wrap these early enough that you forgot what you wrapped? Yeah, I've forgotten some years. Excellent. So, um, and we are gonna. So how does this work? So we'll... we're just blind tasting. We're blind tasting. But it could be anything. Could yeah. be anything on the planet. Could be so anything not on the planet. Necessarily a VQA product. Not necessarily. And a here's VQA here's product. the other parameters that we got to keep in mind: is Michael Seller is largely built on a budget, so yep. there's a good chance that when this was purchased, it was sub twenty dollars. Correct. Okay. Yep. Uh, and I think that that's sort of that's that's it. Could but be it any is region. Out of your cellar. It is out of the yeah. cellar. Well, I have not bought anything. Wine. Yeah, it's all older. Oh, okay. All older wine, and we've uh, we started wrapping these in tinfoil because they sound better. Oh, wow. So. Sautern for sure. So, damn it, he knows I'm pouring Sautern this year. Oh, wow. So, underscrew cap. Obviously, you heard that. Yeah. So. Do you still have a backlog of Riesling in the in the cellar? I still have a very Why large. Why say that? I have a well, very I, large well, I mean, backlog a, there's a story. There's a story no, behind it. Apparently. This is Riesling-esque. Okay, this is definitely. Yeah, it. okay, sorry. It's, uh, yes, we have a, it's, it's definitely more like a golden Deeper golden color. Yep. But then the nose is still vibrant. Yep. Oh, vibrant. Really reasoning. Oh God, that's incredible. See, that's a that's a really nice drinking wine. Oh wow. Still, minerality is great. Holy cow. Acidity is good. Nice sugar, and there's a nut note to it. So this, anyway. Uh, so good. so. So you basically got to guess if you want. Obviously, you're so guessing I'm, the variety. I'm going to suggest it's a reason. Yeah, and you want to guess, you know, where it's from. It's Ontario. Okay. And if you want to go out on a limb. It's from a, it's old, but it's from a cold vintage because um, it doesn't have that diesel character, right? It does not have a diesel character, which is. It's got like a whisper, a whisper of it. How sweet is this wine? I'm guessing. I drank all mine. I can't, I could not get enough of that. That was delicious. Great acidity, a great finish. That's why I didn't register the sweetness. I don't. I well, don't. The sweetness is is, this is balanced. Like an it's old the six or one of those terrible. It's making my mouth salivate. This yep. is this, is, this is 
by far the most delicious wine you've poured during a something jump. Hang on, I'm gonna guess most delicious 06. Riesling I poured. No, most delicious wine you've ever poured oh, during something jump. Really? Like hands down. No, no. There's some other ones that you've liked in the it red department. I'm, I'm gonna go with you. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go old. I'm gonna say 08. I'm gonna say it's an 08. Right. Uh, under screw cap. I'm gonna go Cave Spring. It's He's going cave. So he's got the cave correct. I, I remember that. Oh, so it is a cave springs, but it's the Dolomite Riesling before they started using young vines. So this was the old vine stuff because at some point they have gone with their Dolomite. They have started to use the newer vines. So this was old vines, which actually were sitting probably in the Dolomite soil. And it's 2009, which is obviously Whoa. a uh, really good acid year. Yeah. Very similar to 19. So I, I was really interested in trying that wine and finding out Michael, where it's gone. Michael, this is friggin' yeah, exceptional. I got one bottle left oh, after this. Too bad, eh? Yeah. Wouldn't you just love to tuck into a case? Yeah. I know, this, and it's the best part about those screw caps. Like this is this yeah. is this has probably so got another five years yeah. under it with yeah. the, the is, screw cap. Yeah, that's maybe just even longer. Gorgeous. Here's the funny part, though. I I think because I did have quite a bit of this at one point. I uh, I had opened one a few years ago, and it wasn't as good. So it huh. it went into some sort of weird phase, I guess. And now it has come out the other side, and it is just you know really wonderful. So this is insane. This yeah. is this is people need to drink more Riesling. Yeah. Well. Well, good Riesling. Older Riesling. Older Riesling. Right? Who, who drink? You know, I'm so bad. You know, talk about cellar power. I mean, it just all day long I drink new Riesling. No, you know, new wine, everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um And then you get something like that, and you realize it throws you off for a second. Immediately, well, the color was killing me for, and then it's like Riesling with that color. Wonder how dark this was when they bottled it. It wasn't very dark at all. I remember it being very, very light in color. You're just gonna have to start keeping some black sheep just in the office and forget about them. Black sheep, I got (laughs) in the office. All right, we got number two. Really fun. All right, so moving right along. Now we're going to red. We are going red. We are going red. We mostly go red because um, right. we don't have a fridge 80, beside me. The eighty percent rule. Correct. And I don't. I, I don't like to do uh, do Chardonnay for Andre because it just makes his panties all wet. So <laughs> I, I can't have that. He's sitting in, in a in a in my chair, so I can't, uh, I can't. Oh, shut up, Michael. I mean, you're right, but of course I'm right. Shut up, Michael. <laughs> I know I'm right. All right. So obviously we've got a red wine. Everybody saw me, uh, at least I think they did. You under must be in cap. a really good mood this week. Why is that? Because like this is two wines in a row that smell pretty pleasant. There's a, there's a little bit of VA on this. Yeah, there's a little bit of a VA, a little reduction, but I don't yeah, think but it's, it's, I don't it's, think it's, it's horrible. Harnessed. It's harnessed. Like it's, you know, I, the, I think it's the difference between like a $15 bottle of wine and a $30 bottle of wine, you know? A little smokiness on that still. A little leathery. A little horsey. Maybe that's what's speaking to that. Reductive. But it's not. I, I, and you can go. Well, the, that's what we have to guess. That's what you have to guess. No, I'm just. So, I'm trying to think if this is Niagara again. I think this might be Franck. Oh, yeah, just grab a magazine that you can. There you go. We're in the garage again with Dave. So, Dave, Dave's looking through my garbage for. Uh, <laughs> Something white on the Kia there. Oh wow, check that out. Not too edgy or anything, but really deep all the way through. Yeah, it's not uh, the I'm, tannin. I'm a white guy, so the I'm tannin my is hand. so soft. The tannin is so soft on this, it's virtually. 
If I if I really wanted to get white, I would lift up my shirt and right. my fish belly white, and then I. But I decided to save you guys from that. So I that. Yeah, I know you would. I think this is Niagara Franc. That's that's nice. Right. That really is. That's still very drinkable. That's still a very drinkable wine. There's no. Yeah, deeper deeper into the glass, the the VA is blown off a little bit, and I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting like tomato stem to it, like. I just use white wine glasses today, so. I see. That's why you're leaning towards front. Because it's not Sangiovese, like it's it's missing the, the floral note, and yeah, too dark for Pinot. Uh, there's also a. Um, it's um, just the pyrazine too that. There's also a bit of. Um, look at tobaccoy note, kind of a, you know that, and and Dave also mentioned the leatheriness to it. And I'm almost getting like a, a kiss of vanilla on the mid-back palate as it rolls off the back of my tongue. I don't know if vanilla is the way I'd go, but it is It is a, a good wine. Again, under screw cap, it probably would uh, would stand to age a, 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 or to open a little bit longer, depending on the age of it. I think it's 2011 Niagara Franc. 2011 Niagara Franc. Uh, I'll go either Vineland or you're, you're making Dave guess that it's one of his. Oh. I, would I do that to you, Dave? Would you? Mm. Better not. God, I wouldn't have said that's our side. Yeah, I'm. I'm not certain. Yours usually Hope has. It is. <laughs> yours usually. Yours usually holds the tannin a little bitty. bit more. Yeah, yeah. There's a softness to this, eh? I can. You know what? Now that it's we were we we did the garage today because um, we were worried about uh, the rain, and as the uh, as the sky gets darker. I'll put some light on the subject so you can take a better look at it. So, because usually we like to do these outside in the sun. But, yeah. uh, so, uh, Andre has gone either Vineland or... Vineland or Featherstone. Featherstone. 2011 uh, Cabernet Franc. Dave is still... I'm not even sure it's Franc. It doesn't even need to be Niagara, too. Like, I could be no, completely out of it. Oh, of course. Andre, chances are Andre is full of <laughs> So... <laughs> Alright. Well You gonna throw a you gonna throw a guess out there or what? Nothing. You got nothing. Well Oh wow. It's Onyx. Please say no. <laughs> well Onyx would make sense. So do you think you think it's yours? Yeah, I noticed you you used marker on the cap. I did marker the cap just in case we had been in some place. Seven, I saw the color on the. Uh... But it is a. Uh, uh, I'll let you read that. Merlot, hallelujah. Well. <laughs> nice. Well, that makes more. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling much better about himself oh, now. It's got that softness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Nice. Man, I've, I think I've just spent so much time, uh, you know, ragging on Niagara Merlot. I forget about the good ones. You know, Niagara Merlot, I have always found, take a number of years to come into their own. That is the problem with Niagara Merlot. Everybody drinks it early, and then and they go, I, I, as, as you did, you're ragging on it, don't like it. But also I also, con also consistency, because Merlot is really uh, transparent with vintage variation. Like, the vin Merlot really does reflect the vintage conditions. I um, Sorry, what's the vintage on that? 2012, so it's... Oh my god, so I guess cold year Franc, and it's it's hot year... Merlot, Merlot. yeah. What's the alcohol? 13.5 or something? What did you, what did you say it was? <laughs> yeah, That's well... 13.5, uh, yeah. To be fair, I still guessed within one year. You did guess within one year, <laughs> but, but a cool versus a hot, so... But I have a friend who just hates Merlot, and she's always like, I hate Merlot, I don't like it at all. 
and I keep pulling out older Ontario, and she's like, oh, I really like this. Right. What is it? And I'm right. like, it's an older Merlot. And it's and it's right. what it is. Merlot from Ontario just takes a few years to just gel. Okay. And so, I don't so know what me, it is. For me, it's, and not just because you're here, but it's, it's Featherstone and Peninsula Ridge where I know, regardless of vintage, I can walk into the winery and pick it up. Who else are the good Merlot makers in Ontario? Strewn makes, uh, makes a good Merlot. Okay. When uh, um, uh, Trius... Uh, makes a good Merlot when they... Do they have an entry-level one, or is it just... Yeah, yeah always okay. an entry-level, and then they go up to the, those white labels that they do. Um, you'd be you'd be surprised at how many producers are making good Merlot. I'm not saying everybody. I'm yeah. just saying that there's enough good Merlot out there, um, and, and just to give it some years. And I, and, and I know in the last podcast we talked about good years and bad years, or good years and challenging years, but you've really got to go for the good years when it comes to Merlot. It does not like challenging years. It's funny. <laughs> you should say hot, hot years, hot years and cool years, not good years, bad years, or good years. Well, challenging you were the one who just went with challenging and good. Oh, now I, believe you it, I believe it was Dave who said challenging. Again. We're gonna go hot and cool. But if we can talk about Merlot, though, um, and, and that's like we we, we can't grow um, every grape out there, right? No. And Merlot is our uh, our. Um, Achilles' heel. Like, uh, do you know how much Merlot was pulled out uh, in twelve, thirteen? Like in that when it, just, when it was really it cold, was, cold winters, just, eh? Just ours was devastated on a steep slope. We lost a third of it. Wow. Vineland, uh, what? Um, Cave pulled all theirs out. Vineland has none. You know, they're, they're, they just can't. You know, it's that. So set aside the, and that's something we don't talk about much. Is can we? Grow the bloody thing. Well, the, year I, in year out. I think I think that the, the the other big problem, and 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 I think it even even goes to our, to the West Coast too. The West Coast, I, I you know, I used to be all about um, these two are tasting this wine, and I uh, I am. I thought um, it was the same wine. I am. A, I, was, I, was, I was like, I holy am totally God, afraid. This is really evolving in the glass. Huh? And, and I will Oh, uh, and then we got a couple. Show, uh, we got a couple from uh, Dave for Brian's uh, efforts in Haiti. So I, I will, I will tell you why I'm afraid of this wine. Yeah, but but first of all, out in BC, it used, Merlot used to be their thing, and I don't think it's their thing anymore. I think and they've it, moved and on. And it should be. It should be too. It could be, um, but it's it's not. And why isn't it? We made the because they're just not making a, as as good Merlot as they do Syrah now. Oh, BC Serralo is fantastic. Uh, they're doing pretty good with Franc and Cab Sauve and red blends. But I, I, I the last really few Merlots that I've tasted out right. from British Columbia have been so-so. I don't know. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be friends with um, Melissa, the winemaker at a small winery called Intersection, and they make like, they make single plot and single vineyard yeah, Merlot, yeah, blah blah blah, like thirty and forty-five bucks a bottle. But right, I order, but I order no. It, it's not what it takes. I order by the the case when I can smuggle it in. They're twenty dollar entry level. They just call it like signpost Merlot, and it is like toe curling. Like it is always just like, oh my god, this is what really good, interesting Merlot tastes like. So, speaking of of Merlot, this tastes like a, a tawny port gone wrong. Right. Ah, that's actually an extremely accurate because you know what? Like the nose. Totally. It's no, it's nice. It's got that. It's nutty. That you know. What was the uh, what was the closure? Please tell me it was. Uh, sure, it is. There you mm -hmm. go. I could have saw that one coming from. So we're we're talking about plastic cork. Plastic here. cork. Oh. So this is oh, a, a, a Tariga Nacional that forgot to get the fortified <laughs> grain spirits <laughs> added no, to it's, it. It's, no, it it's is. it's a plastic cork. Um, I, I no, don't no. remember the vintage, and it's hard. It's going to be really hard to to I'll go bet the vintage. This is uh, when those bloody corks were coming around. You know, because we were trying to do that transition from. 
from Cork Cork <coughs> to Screw Cab. And of course, you know, we couldn't do it in one bite like the rest of the planet. We have to go through fake corks and artificial corks and yep. amalgam corks before we can go to a Screw Cab just because, you know. Um, I'll bet this is a, an old... Was that there was a real run of these bloody things from 03 to about 06, 07. Anybody um, wants to rinse their glass with a little of that Riesling or their palate, one of the two. Well, it depends what this is, you know? Like, I'm guessing... It's, it's I'm a guessing, hard guess. I'm guessing 05. This okay. is California something. Okay, so it's a hard guess in the sense that... It's not. It's atypical to what we're tasting. Correct. It's it's not variety. It's not varietally typical in any way, shape, or form. Oh, it's Baco. I was I was I was kind of hoping uh, for the best on it, and then when I pulled the capsule off and I saw the plastic, I let you guys taste it first because I'm that kind of guy. I think this is from California. It's screaming warm vintage something. It is warm vintage something. Yes, it is actually a 2003 Merlot uh, from Alice White in Australia. So, um, I was hoping to compare it versus, uh, you know, the, the two Merlots, yeah, yeah. you know, and hopefully, you know, um, you, you always think that uh, Australia is going to last a little bit longer in the bottle. I, I, I don't know the, the winery. Are they, were they big or small? Or I would, I, I, you know, put it this way. I would have bought this. It? That's a good question. Probably because it was eight bucks a bottle. And, it has a jumping uh, kangaroo on the bottle? It has a jumping kangaroo on the bottle. Does Yellowtail know that? <laughs> I, I, what that's what a kangaroo do? Jump? I guess, but I mean, just... Um, I don't, I put it this way, uh, that would have been brought in through the LCBO, it was probably under $10 a bottle, 2003, I would have bought it in 2005, that's, you know, yep. I bought it because uh, I probably tasted it and thought it was good, and yep, then bought a couple bottles, and one gets... How many of these you got left? That's it. Hallelujah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a single of that, so, yeah, a lot of these are, 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 are just single bottles that, um... That happened to really materially lies, and and you can see again what plastic cork can just absolutely kill a wine. It is fascinating, though, uh, just seeing how quickly the technology is evolving in terms of, of closures. Uh, I, I'm sure this could be a whole other podcast for another time. But do you think that consumers are more receptive to uh, alternative packaging and closures now than they were maybe when screw caps were on their way up? Well, there aren't a lot of alternatives. Well, there's cans. Well, I mean, and we've also oh, got that, like, bags. Oh, that alternative. And there's, the, uh, and there's bags. But the, but the um, you know, the compound corks, the dime corks, have really kind of swept yep. the industry really quickly over the last little bit. I mean, classically, in, depending on the cork structure, the customer doesn't know it on purchase time anyway. Unlike a screw cap, right? They know bloody well that it's a. I, and I and I wish and I, I wish they, people would put it on that this is done uh, because there's no way. Well, if this mean, bottle had said sealed under synthetic or right. plastic, I would have held it. I would have. Right. I would. I would have marked right. it as drink now. Which isn't to say you wouldn't have bought it. Correct. I would. Right. I would have still bought that's it, so but I would have known a, to drink it right away. Yeah. But even for you, you guys, like you've gone from Stelvin to the Stelvin Lux, back to the regular Stelvin. Yeah. So you're definitely keeping an eye open on on things changing. Um, well, yeah, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get a closure that, you know, obviously the the functionality of the closure is is number one. Does it seal the bloody bottle or not? And 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 screw cap is is by hands down the best closure for any. 
thing, whether it doesn't matter, right? Whether it's, you know, whatever, any kind of closure. Uh, and it's repeatable, you can turn it back on, blah, blah, blah. but so how can we, how can we dress that, you know, get rid of that uh, pressed um, threading that's in, the, that's in the top of it, it's just, you know, where Lux allows for that, or it appears to be a wine that's under cork, you know, but no, no, you, you his, so it has the functionality of screw cap, but the view of a cork. I, I, I really don't think customers and consumers Notice care care for the most part. They want a good bottle of wine these days. I, I think I, I I would hope that we are past people going. Screw caps are horrible. Oh, I, I I love I love walking by the display case at Summerhill and seeing the Arma, which is the Halo Shiraz from Jim Barry, five hundred dollars a bottle sealed under screw cap. And to me, it's just like if that's not a statement. Yeah, in, Australia has made the statement. In, they want to totally. Have, yeah, but I mean, in, but I mean, in in yeah. um. In in a business owner putting faith in a closure like that, that is it. So, like a, yeah, we, so I, I guess there's yeah. a reason why we haven't really done the screw cap versus cork podcast is because that debate is long over. I, I think it is. I'm sure there are yeah. people who still you know don't buy it because, but you know they're they're well they're they're cutting themselves off from so many good wines in this world. Then you know I but I don't. but so many choices are made on okay. So they don't they make the choice on the closure. If they don't do it there, they're making it on the label. Yep. Yep. You know, labels sell. It's art. It it sells a bloody ball. You walk down that LCBO, you've got fifteen francs sitting there. You're only going to buy one. Yeah. If if Talk the about if, judging a book by the cover. Correct, but if it's the closure that makes you not buy it, then you know you're, again you're you're cutting yourself off from a lot of great I wine see. in the world. Oh, for sure. So sure. that's under cork. Um, I'm not I'm not going first with variety this time. I'm going to leave it to you. Franc for sure. I can tell. Yeah, it's totally franc. <laughs> Has got like a nice potpourri. As um, it's, it's almost like the potpourri isn't there on the nose on the first sip, but you take your first sip. I kind of olive tapenade. Mm -hmm. Always get that. Mm -hmm. So holiday, eh? like, very earthy. Holy God, that's opening up quite nicely, actually. That's tasty. Wow, you really are in a good mood this week. Like, what's up with that? You're never in this good of a mood. You're 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 usually more curmudgeon-y. Much younger wine, obviously, than the than what we've been forced. I mean, than what we've been given. I, I remember tasting this wine when I was young, and it really hasn't changed. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the tannin's still pretty grippy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, it. I remember it tannin. still being being this. Although now that it's an older wine, it it is it, an older it, wine. It it, 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 it feels well. I can't tell you how old. It could be five years. It could okay. be ten years. That's it could be twenty wine. years. But it is older. It's it's. You'll never have it's anything older. that's that's currently that's currently available on on these stump the shelves. Not currently available. That that nice. way you that, okay. that way you can crap totally on it, right. and nobody's going nice. to lose any money. It's it's kind of uh, you know so it's like my taste the, here's again. The things, are right? we are we looking at Niagara here? I don't know. That's a question. I I, I do think this is Niagara. Yep. All right. Yep. But is this hot or cool vintage? That's hot. Yeah. Hot vintage, dude. Dave's on, Dave's on a roll. He's actually answered some questions. Get a few glasses into him, and he's answered all kinds of questions. So you think this is a sixteen from somewhere? Fifteen? You think fifteen? I'm gonna go sixteen. Older than that. Um, uh, I think the sixteen's aged quicker great. than people than people thought. I'm, I'm structure on this. Now you better whip up the heat up this trigger, and we're gonna. This this wine makes me hungry. Of course, it's <laughs> six forty, but you know. <laughs> This um this tannin is still gripping a bit oh, on the back sure, too. Right? All right, is everybody uh so it's it's Niagara, it is uh, Cab Franc, and it is a hot vintage. That's what we've come up with, 
Uh, this isn't this isn't Southbrook or Laley, is it? It is not. Okay, those would have been my guesses. Um, this is a uh, 2010 uh, bench trial Cab Franc, uh, the Sapina. Holy crap! What? You know, they were a virtual winery. I don't even know what happened to them. Um, They're still making wine, Adam. That's my winemaker. Oh, is he still making wine for them? Uh, Adam Kern is the correct, but is he still idiots. making bench trial wines or no? They are not. I think you're sitting on a little bit. Adam is starting his own project called Kern and Company. Oh, okay. Uh, and there should be some stuff coming out. Um, Great kid. Yeah. Adam is really, we really love working with Adam. All right. So, you know what? Uh, I don't know this at all. What are you talking about? Adam made this what? So, Adam made this wine in 20, they made two vintages of bench trial wine, 2010, 2011. It was him and Chris Fornassier, who is now making wines for Peller, I believe. It's Peller or Artera. So, Chris, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry if I can't remember where it is you're working now. Adam is now the head winemaker at Lundy Manor, right. working on his own project and helping us out with ADX. I know they're still sitting on a handful of cases of this, but Adam's a fan of Cabernet Franc. Adam's just a fan of, of Niagara grapes. But So that was a big pop, and I have, I'll i be honest really? with you guys, I have no idea what this is. That is a really fun wine. I, it's just, sorry, uh, before we leave it, because so I'm, I'm, I don't recognize it at all. Um... It's 2010. 2010, the and, subpoena. And it's available how? Check out the label. No, no, That's look, adorable. But, but, but take a look at this. Take a look at this. Yeah. So the label is wraparound. It's like in parchment. We're going to have the Dead Sea Scrolls here. Oh, you're kidding me. And that's how they made it, I think. Oh. Wow. Very fun. Details and there's all this. There's the story. And I believe that, um, that Adam and his uh, spouse, Caitlin, who works at Foreign right. Affair, Foreign Affair, had the hand... Had to hand wrap all the bottles. Hence the, and then now the applicant, that makes sense. Man, it's super exciting that you opened that for us, Michael. So now, now I have no idea what this is. I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. I cannot remember for the life of me what I wrapped under number five. Do like, not. It smells like roast beef. <laughs> oh, wow. It, was, it does actually smell like roast beef. Holy God. There's not much coming out of it. Like, not much else coming off the nose. But there's nothing coming out. I'm, I'm afraid to put this in my mouth. Actually, the palate's okay. quite good. It's got a sweetness to it. <laughs> kind of juicy. Almost remind, remnant of that porty thing we had at the beginning. Of the it is a little. It is a little bit porty, but it's not off tawny. Porty. All right. Let's speak to the alcohol then. Right? Let's get. I'm thinking let's get a couple spoonful spoonfuls of sugar. A measuring cup, that plastic cork wine, and this one, and let's see if we can make tawny port. No, I think this is it's got a lot more fruit. It's still got some of that nice, you know, dried black cherry. I'm getting ketchup on the nose, like McDonald's ketchup. And I, I'm not seeing that as a as a bad or an off-putting thing. It's just like the fruit's dried out and it's got that sweetness, so it smells like the I would I would not um, I would not not drink this wine if it was the only wine in the room. I get a molasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Like a birch? Uh, not birch. Like not birch. Sugar, birch but a, a, uh, an extracted sugary. That's really. This is. This is. I would suggest the oldest wine here. Yeah, I mean that that plastic cork really kind of throws you wow, for that, a loop, right? That's. You can't even. Can't even judge the plastic cork. Can't really, because no, it, it's, it wasn't it's already ruined. There, in the sense that the, it got ruined by it, so it got, yeah, it got ruined within five years. 
three at the time. I always say three uh, for a for a plastic corked wine. What a really fun flight. These are. So this is just. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think it is the oldest uh, oldest wine. Uh, so I'll, I'll give that to you. That I remember, but I have no idea what. All right, guys, come on. Let's, it's not Franck, I would suggest. Uh, uh, is this capsule from like 02 or 90, 99 Sovi? I mean, that's it, though. It's just like the sweetness is throwing me off in terms of, of regions. Like, this could be... Oh, no. This could be like a... a but but it's, it's missing like the Lodi tannin. I'm trying to think what Michael might have in his cellar from California that... Now, now I, I'm I now I think, I think I think this is a Sonoma cab from O2. That's All right, so you think it's also California of some no. sort? No, where did no. you think it was? From? No, I, was, I had oh. Ontario in the brain. Ontario, still. So if I'm not mistaken, uh, there's a reason I brought out the uh, the Alice White, and then this one. Now it's all coming. It's all coming back to me now, as uh, Celine Dion says. Uh, this is also from Australia. Uh-huh. And and Dave was right though it is the oldest wine in the flight so it should be if not mistaken it is should be a 2002, but uh, and I wanted I wanted to see you know how it would it would and I'm glad we 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 got a plastic cork in one and a and a regular cork right. in another right right if you think if that had been regular cork right. we probably would have been able to guess what it is this I think is a, a 2002 cheapy Shiraz yeah Agua Agua Negra. Uh, 2002 Shiraz. Oh, Argentina. No. It, oh, Argentina. See, I thought it was Australia. It's, uh, it was an Argentinian Shiraz. I wouldn't have guessed it's Shiraz. It's roast beef. I think it was Cab still. Okay. I guess with the roast see, beef. I, I, the again, roast beef, I, that should have been a dead giveaway. See, I thought it was um, I thought. It As was I said, these, these, these podcasts are like, let's make Andre look stupid. Oh, no. <laughs> I think they make us all look stupid. No, so, what uh, they do is they make us all, you know... Until you see people operate under this level, uh, we should be doing this every week. We used to do this in Niagara a lot, uh, in Niagara a lot more, right? In fact, um, options. Yep. We would do that back when what Daryl Broker ran it all or something. I don't know where the heck, where it was, and and they would organize all these, all these tables, all wineries at all. You'd buy a table wherever it was, and you know it would be a uh, um, so they would. You'd be asked a question: Is this wine from France, Germany, yeah. uh, Canada, or you know, I don't know, Chile? Then everybody would give an answer, and you get a point or not. Yeah. If you got it right or wrong, and then the next question is: So this Australian wine? Yeah. Is it a, you know? And it was really, really fun. It, I don't know why we don't do that more. Well, I think we're all. I don't even know why. I'm not even going to guess. I'm not going to hazard a guess. But we do it here. Anybody who wants to get involved, uh, you know, give us a call, and we'll we'll gladly have you over. And we'll you, I got lots of wine in the cellar that's of this quality. I think <laughs> I think I'm due for organizing one of these since I have that that well, surplus of seaward yes, seaward wines. Now you're moving. Yeah, I gotta got to clear some all space. All these wines. You're you're handling them all. Now's your chance to go. Oh boy. Yeah, now you put it. So uh, obviously, this is a, a, a slender bottle. It's number six. Oh, that's that's totally Zinfandel. Yes, it's a. <laughs> so it's a nice slender bottle, and it is uh, obviously dessert. So that is. <laughs> what a perfect. Uh, so 375. So it's a 375. It is a dessert. Cap And I thought. Uh, <laughs> oh. And I thought, what the heck? Let's. Uh, I, I opened up a. An, an, a 2010 oak aged Vidal ice wine for my sister in law this past week, and the color was 
pretty, oh, pretty similar to this, oh. where when I poured it for, because my sister-in-law loves ice wine, but doesn't think about wine the way that we do, and that's nothing wrong with that. She just loves to crush ice wine. Actually, most people. I mean, that's it. But, yeah, uh, you know, I asked her some questions. Like, I poured the wine in her glass, and, like, do you think this is white grapes or red grapes? Right. And, and she said red. She said red. Well, I remember everyone said red. Of course Because the did. color was what it was. Well, that's a Dell would go. Oh yeah, oh, the oak would uh, would throw a ten. Even even mouth. without oak, it'll it'll. Oh, it's ice oh, wine. It's inert. It goes caramely. Yep, caramel color. This is this is a delight. Holy God! Hmm. I hate old ice wine for blind tasting because my mouth is saying strawberry, but it's because my eyes are saying strawberry. What do you think? I think it's a. Wow. I think there is still some strawberry Pretty in here. Acidity there too. The acidity is fantastic. Know? Oh my god, that's hard to believe. That that's is from a red grape, though. And there's some like there's still a little bit of tannin to it too. Hitting the back tongue, it's soft, but it's there. Acidity's great. What a great. Uh, it's like a, it's like um, no, <laughs> it's a strawberry I, dipped in uh, in tawny port. That's what that is. Man, Louise missed out. Yeah, you got to tell her to come next time. This, this is. Who wouldn't drink this? Like I, I, I'm not a, you know, how, how much ice wine do we drink, right? Not enough. World's most gifted. Yeah. Second, get when it's gonna gifted wine, right? But it is. It's, it is. It is Ontario's most gifted wine. It's not cloying. So Andre, you want to guess what it is? Nope. I'm guessing it's no older than. 15, like it's not really showing a lot of the like super age of like super aged ice wine, but I feel that this is an ice wine. Well, Let me guess, in a, in a skill in 2017, Cab Sauv ice wine. Well, okay. It's older than that, I think. Okay. You always need somebody to step out in the limb and then you can yep. cut it Just off. Just so you can cut your, cut your balls <laughs> off as you go through. Cut the limb off. Anyway, or fine. Um... Yeah, I guess. I, I guess it pretty much has to be so. I, it's not... You warm it up a bit. It's bloody cold. Yes, I had it in the fridge, on, in foil, so... Whatever it is, I love it. Would you be proud to have made that? I would. Couldn't have. No. Really? No. The funny thing, it's throwing you off that it's under cork. Yeah. But it just happens to be a 2008 Select Light Harvest... Cabernet Franc from Son of a Featherstone. Really? Wow. Should have got that. We didn't even get these. You, we didn't even get the late harvest portion. We should have instantly because we keep commenting that it's not, not very sweet for yeah. Christ's sake. So uh, maybe it's not a nice wine, David. Yeah. Why couldn't I put that together? But that's that's why I said it. you're proud to have made that because you are. That is outstandingly good. That's mm. that wow. it's held up, and I don't. And it, it it doesn't seem to have. Uh, have any sign of of deterioration either, right? Like it's just sorry. It's what year? Two thousand and eight. So and it's under cork. For God's sakes, you can get screw caps. Yeah, my cork's holding pretty good. So, so that's, is that it? Is that it? That's it. Six wines is usually what we do for Stump the Chump. We so did six it. wines. We, we, we've just completed our uh, our tasting on a high note with the 2019 Ontario Wine Awards Winemaker of the Year, and now we understand why there were yep. you you threw two threw two of his yep, two here. of his in there. Uh, I I was I was really looking fun. that caught me off guard. I mean, I I just I don't I don't I I, I don't have this in our cellar. I know you guys um, are terrible with your oh, with your library. Awful. I've, I've, I've come Idiot. to you looking for stuff where it's just like, 
when Michael made me commit infanticide on the 2009 bottle of joy, I remember that. He's like, oh, that wine, you got to drink it right now. It's, it's past its prime, blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't. I said, you should just drink it right now. Because I think it's going to be good. I thought it would be good. No, really you said it, you said it was going to be past its prime. And then when I opened it, and it, it still had barely moved from where it opened. Well, then you should be happy because you got it at that point. What happens if you had opened it 10 years later and it hadn't been? You would have you would have been so pissed off. I think 10 now years now it's be, still going to be good. Anyway, the wine in front of us, stellar. And that's that's really fun. Thank you. Okay. Thank well, you. Thank, thanks for coming in, Dave. I oh appreciate you, you coming in. And some days they're uh, they're uh, they're Alice Whites, and some right. days they're uh, bench wine trials. I All guess all these so. wines hit the mark, though. Except, uh, and and when we're going to chalk the one up to its closure, for God's Correct. sake, right? So because you've got a you've got a hot a hot region is Argentina, which was two years older than than the Shiraz from Australia. They should have been similar. You know, uh, living. Let's say. Yep. So, anyway, Andre, you want to close this out or what? Uh, we still... appreciate the support on Patreon. Um, check us out patreon.com/two guys talking wine. There's still uh, some benefits available, and uh, you know, I said it once, I say it many times. It's not expensive to run the podcast, but we do have to pay for our hosting, a little bit of equipment maintenance here and there. So, a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there, really does make a big difference to Michael and I, making sure that we can keep this on the air. I'm and, Andre Proof. And that we can pay Dave. <laughs> yeah, all those money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I'm Andre Proof from AndreWineReview.ca. Check me out at AndreWineReview on all social media. I think I mixed some of those up. Anyways, take yeah, away, I think Michael. you're all right. I'm Michael Pinkus of MichaelPinkusWineReview.com. Uh, at the Grape Guy, most places, Michael Pink. I'm. It's just fine. Can't Pink you not God. streamline that? No, not anymore. It's too late. It's too late. Good night. It's raining. It is. Just started. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.